Last time on Crudely Draw Swords. Well, I think that went rather well. <laughs> We've done it! We're unflappable. Yeah, I'm going to hurry over to them and mention the fact that there's hidden assassins. Also, that fat lady over there keeps eating all of the cheese and crackers, leaving just prawn rings. Percy, go and talk to the lady about the rings. Okay. Enigma, you go and deal with the assassins. I'm, I'm very sorry to bother you, uh, madam. I, I don't really wish to, to put you out, but... Oh, excuse me. These are very good crackers. Is there any that you've left over? I... Is this really a guarding matter? Ah, invisible assassin. That's certainly the way it looks. I'm going to reach out, grab them by throat. You just go right through and drop them on the floor. Can I rip the silk off them and be like, ha ha! The various house leaders, there's this look that goes around. They look at you, look at the body on the floor, and there's this look like, oh shit. And then they all give a bunch of hand signals and people start dropping out from the ceiling. And you start seeing shimmers in the air dashing across the room. Wish I had weapons. What kind of weapon do you want? Nunchucks. It starts to kick off in this room. Everybody stop! This is not the way! We, we kind of wanted to try and sort of stay out the way of like inter-house politics and yet here we are. I, I'm just going to basically be a bouncer. A small group of them come springing towards Grandmother Chi. Grandmother Chi was up on a mezzanine floor. Yeah. So is she still up there? She's up top, but she's making for the stairs. Come with me if you want to live. I I'm showing off with Nunchuck. I haven't had much practice yet. Everyone hits themselves with nunchucks. Three people come out through the back door. Hong Hu and Lanseer and the Dai Master. And Hong Hu looks over at the banners that are over the door oh. and he just reaches his hand out and sweeps them across the room. We'll dip into the mezzanine in that case. Just behind you are these two banners now horizontal floating across the room and they literally just wrap around the assassins and create this kind of huge bundle of fabric around them. We found two dice stones and at this, Shen Shao looks a little bit shocked. The Dai Master says, This is the true stone retrieved from the vault. And in the background, just slowly in a drive-by past, is uh, Grandmother Chi and Banbury just slowly flipping the bird, uh, uh, <laughs> Jun Chao. I've got up to Yang Chao. This is the second time you have failed this. Are you honestly going to keep trying to take down the Red House when they know what your every thought is. You're terrible at this. He shrugs and he says, you're right, of course. We have failed a second time and there is nothing more we can do. I'm being charming and open with him, so I want to know, by the way. We were very close. Our plan had many facets and we were ready, but you insisted on interfering. And I suppose <laughs> he would have got away with it. I should have seen this coming. I will 
step down. I cannot lead the Crimson House. But, and he looks over at Hong Hu and he says, Master Hong, you know what this means. And Hong Hu, his head hangs. And he says, please, please. Jin Shao says, no, we will help you no more. And he removes his outer crimson robe and he just steps back to the back of the stage. Banbury, yep. you're kind of drifting past, right? Yep. Gangster. Give me a defy danger on dexterity. You're at minus one, remember. I'm at minus one. So yeah, it's a failure because that's a six. Okay, that makes sense. Unbelievably fast, he draws out this really small hand-sized crossbow and he spins around and he shoots Grandmother Chi. <gasps> no! I assume Banbury can't get in the way of that. Well, that's what that dex roll would have been. <laughs> I thought the dex roll would have been Banbury moving the broom faster out of the way. Yeah, not... okay. So Banbury, yeah. this is Banbury's ability to avert it. Can I actually attempt to yes. react to that as well? Yeah, so what do you do? And hit him with a whole person? You're going to hit him with whole person. Cool. Yeah. Give me that spellcast roll. I mean, I'm all up in his grill, so I could stab him in the ear. Um, sorry, did, did you want a dex roll to react to it in time or a spell roll no, to... No, just give me a spellcast roll. Okay. Let's see how that works. Hold the bolt in the air, Gwyn. That'd be amazing. <laughs> you're lucky you're in a high plus there. <laughs> yeah, so that's an intermediate success. Yes. I think what that means in this case is you do hold him, but he's fired. Okay. So, and Grandmother Chi kind of grabs at the arrow and starts to slide sideways off the broomstick, Banbury. What do you do? I immediately land. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's take you down. I would like to rush towards Grandmother Chi as well. Okay, cool. She is bleeding heavily. And Jun Shao, weirdly, he's just like shouting, I may get nothing else, but I'm getting you, Chi. I am... I'm going to dash over to Grandmother Chi and just drop down next to it, and I'm going to use Lay on Hands. Okay, cool. Roll me your spell cast. It's not a spell. Oh, is it not? It's an ability. It's just a move, yeah. Cool. It's not a particularly great move. Oh, is this the one where uh, <laughs> if it fails, you get the injury? Yeah, but that feels appropriate, you know? Yes! <laughs> yes, that sounds cool. Oh! Nice. Boom. As Percy rests his hand on Grandmother Chi where she's injured, do you, like, draw out the bolt? Or does that happen as part of this? What does it look like? Yeah, so I, I think I, I rush over, um, sort of hover my hand over the bolt, grab hold of it, and with my other hand just cover the wound um, and sort of pray for a second, uh, and that sort of heals up. And I pocket the bolt and wander up towards the stage. Oh. And the guy that's uh, been doing the, the speeches up there, um, I'll just address him. Yeah. Is it? Do you mind if I... Um, if I say something for a moment, I don't want to, to barge in. Uh, <laughs> he says, certainly. Okay. I'm going to punch the guy that fired the crossbow in the face, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep. I was going to break his neck, damn it. Eloquent. Then I will turn to the audience, the assembled people, and I will say, people that are gathered here this evening, there have been those amongst you who have taken... More than their fair share of crackers. <laughs> I was hoping you would say that. And I honestly believe that if you're to advance 
then you just need to think about others a little, okay? <laughs> Something to think about. Yeah, 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 woo! And you, you hear a call from the background, this old reedy voice from the group of people you're protecting. Justice! Justice! And other people start taking up the call, and they're like, Justice! 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 justice. I do a little fist pump, and do like the finger guns at everyone. (laughs) After dinner speeches, he's just so good. (laughs) It wasn't even his watermelon. It was. Uh, Ben, does Grandmother Cheese seem okay? She's obviously been shocked, but she does not seem to be suffering. It looks like Percy did the trick with his laying on hands. Okay, I'm going to prop her up on the invisible material. I'm going to put her in a kind of comfortable position. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to run over, push Banbury out of the way and be like, Mother Chi, we were almost lovers. Don't you die on me. I've lost too many lovers. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to give a really big, like, rejuvenating kiss. (laughs) She's like, Tristan, Tristan, no, honestly, no, please. Stay with me, Mother Grandma Chi. Stay with me. One last kiss. (laughs) She's like, please, please, don't force me to find some daggers here. (laughs) She's pretending she doesn't like me. She's okay. (laughs) I'm going to slap Tristan and say, no means no. Come on. How many times? (laughs) No. I'm going to start making out with Banbury's hand. (laughs) Banbury will accept it just to get him away from the grandmother. (laughs) Tristan realises his plan has backfired and walks backwards quickly. (laughs) None of that happened. Okay, Enigma, so you've kind of managed to wind down. Are you watching the drama unfold? Are you engaging with it? How, if so? Um, no one's really fighting now, are they? No, people seem to have ragged down a bit. I don't know if I have much of a role when there's no fighting. <laughs> Enigma just falls asleep. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I just go and get some cherries. Yeah, and there's cherries around. Spit the stones out at people that I don't like. You could go and check out some lizards underneath the room. Yeah, I might do that. It's a while since you had a volivant. Those cherries did look pretty cool. <laughs> and, and if I've got the stones in my mouth, if anything does kick off, I can like shoot them out like a machine gun. <laughs> I don't think that's a powerful weapon. I like the idea that Enigma's just walking around the room looking at people kind of menacingly and just spitting cherry pips in their face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to go? Uh, you know, because any minute I could start off on nunchucks again. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty threatening right now. I've got nunchucks and cherry pips. Yes. <laughs> Me and Enigma have really carried this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the important shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hong Hu. He looks very small and saggy. He's sitting on the step at the edge of the dance floor area in the middle. And he's just crying. Oh, Oh, that's because it's the end of a party. Now the drugs are wearing off. Well, it might be that. Yes, there might be something else going on. Hazel Wen and Lancier are deep in conversation and guards are seizing the remaining assassins and kind of dragging them out. And they take out the three leaders. So they're taken out under guard. There's clearly going to be some kind of trial, but fundamentally, the immediate disaster has been averted. Again. Again, thanks to the Hawks. Good work, guys. And Percy's given an after-dinner speech. So basically, this is all good, apart from the one guy who's sobbing. I'm going to walk over. Yeah, so Hong Hu calls over. He says, Chi Yu, Chi Yu, are you all right? Chi Yu, to me. Chi Yu, Chi Yu, to me. And Grandmother Chi kind of gets up, Stepping really a little unfairly hard on Tristan's foot. 
and makes her way over to Hong Hu. Do any of you go along too? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm over there anyway. Yeah, you are. You're you're right on time. I'm there, ready to spit a cherry stone. And so he says, "Look, I I have to step down. This is my fault. This is my fault." Grandmother Chi says, "Surely not. Who? Surely not. Why?" He says, "My daughter. They blackmailed me because of her." <gasps> and Grandmother Chi puts her hand on his shoulder, and then they kind of briefly embrace. And he says. She's so sick. And she says, is there really nothing anyone else can do? And he says, no, the the curse is too deep. <gasps> what curse? If not the drugs that Shun Shao was able to get me, she would be gone already. We're talking about the curse in the land here. Sorry to interrupt. He says, yes. I'm also going to step forward. Shut up, Banbury. I'm here now. Show me to your daughter. Uh-oh. <laughs> you are the last man anyone would let their daughter meet. <laughs> God damn it, Banbury. I've had enough of your lip. Or death? <laughs> um, Hong Hu, in all seriousness. Yes. How far along is your daughter? That sounds really creepy. <laughs> we arrested it soon enough that she's yet unchanged, but she has been held with potions for a long time. And she gets neither better nor worse. Nothing seems to cure her. And Where is she? In, in her chambers, just past where you were hosted with the musicians. Okay. Why? I promise nothing, but let me try. The bard's kits sometimes <laughs> has special powers. I'm going to turn and leave him in dramatic fashion and walk towards the direction he's told me. I'm going to usher Banbury. I might need your help. In fact, Percy, and again, Enigma, apologies, but this really isn't your wheelhouse. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, I'm just going to offer her some more cherries and a dagger. Eh? <laughs> I mean, I could do with a dagger. Enigma, you could do me a favour, though. What's that? Go kill that guy that... Oh, Dervs. What? Ooh. No, seriously, go uh, go kill that guy that shot Grandma. Nice. Make it look like an accident. I thought he was already dead. No, no, he's been arrested outside. No, he had a punch of Percy. Everyone can hear you saying this, guys. It, it, uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite crowded in here. I was really... I was leaning in. Percy, uh, tell me more about this watermelon. <laughs> Enigma, seriously, just go and kill that guy. Yeah. Well, I suppose I'll have to sneak around and get some better weapons because I'm not sure you can do a sneak attack with nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the perfect weapon for a stealth assassination. It's not. I'm going to lean in. You could, Enigma. You could. Okay, I'm on it. And I'm going to look her square in the eyes. I'm going to say, put our feud aside, Enigma. When did we have a feud? You use those nunchucks and you make it look like an accident. <laughs> Whoops. Don't make it look like an accident. I mean, he needs to be brought to justice. What if they want to execute him and it looks like he's died from an accident? That would suck. Yeah, I think it seems he's got a future of death anyway, so I suspect he's going to be turned into like a golem. Anyway, Percy, Banbury, with me. Okay. So Hong Hu says, do you really think you can help her? I honestly don't know. Just let me try something. Do try, try. And he leads you through. But before I say anything more, you'll owe me. And then I'm going to walk off. He looks at you for a moment and he says, we already do. I was only kidding. I'll do it for free. But also I'd like some snacky shit. <laughs> There's no crackers left. <laughs> oh yeah, where's that lady? I'm going to glare at that lady as I walk out, shaking my head at her. Hmm. <laughs> So, who's going with Tristan? Yes, I will go back with Tristan. Okay. You find yourselves in the homely part of the manor. As you go back behind the room where the musicians are set up, there's a corridor that leads through into small, pleasant rooms. And the first door takes you through into a bedroom in which a 
young halfling lies asleep on a bed and Hong Hu goes over, takes her hand and he says, this is my, my daughter. She's been sick for so long. Shun Xiao was able to get me medicine, but it gave him power over me. It gave him hold. I'm so sorry. And then he looks down at her and he says, I'm so sorry. I understand. Now, I can't promise this will help, but it might. I'm going to reach to the end of the bed yeah. and pick up one of the pillows yeah. and slowly... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it didn't work. It just killed her. Oh, well. <laughs> no, so I'm going to go and take Banbury and Percy to the side. Uh, Banbury's not there. Yes, I specifically asked for Banbury. I know, and I specifically... Yeah, but he's a little shit. He didn't listen to you. <laughs> yeah, Banbury didn't come. Brilliant. I mean, you're not in charge of nothing. I am. Enigma's showing this through the door. You're not in charge, you know! <laughs> I'm like, right, Percy, this makes it a hell of a lot harder because I was hoping to, um, I don't know. Because um, you've really built it up now. I think you've, you're going to have to do something. Yeah. Sing her a song. Back to the pillow. But what were you going to do? What was your plan? I'm going to play the music. I know I can cure me. I might be able to cure her. I don't know how you can help. I just need you to... I mean, uh, do you have a triangle or some maracas? <laughs> I, what I want from you is I want you to heal her. Hmm. I don't know how you heal. Really? But I kind of heal through music. So listen to the music. Try and think of it while you're healing. And I'm going to try and influence that. And I don't know. Just be there to give me multiple well, we, dice rolls on this till it works. We've got two options um, because there was a, a time where I was toying with experimenting with this um yes i can just do straight up some healing magic um and that will do some healing or i can do something slightly different um you see when i just channel divine energy i suppose it would be um when i lay hands upon somebody to heal them then not only is it capable of healing wounds as it did with madame chi but I can potentially remove diseases with that as well. Let's do that. But if it goes wrong, it goes really wrong. Well, yeah, but I'm confident that I can do this. Okay. So what I will say is that this would be an aid or interfere role from you, Percy. Okay. Which is plus your bond with Tristan. Okay. How does the plus bond work? It's based on how many bonds you have with someone. So you don't necessarily have a bond with anyone. The bonds that have been resolved don't count, do they? No, it's only the bonds you have active now. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to use the ability we never use. I'm going to go the distance. <laughs> no, you're laughing because I don't know what the term actually is. I'm going to use that ability we never use. Right. What's it called? Arcane art? Like, no, going to extremes or going... F yeah. You've... I'm going to call it going the distance. Don't know if that's on your list, but let's do this. So I'm going to usher everybody out except for me and Percy. I'm going to light a couple of candles. Hong Hu isn't really happy about this. That's fine. Hong Hu, do you have any kind of healing ability? He says, I am no healer. I'm sorry. That's fine. But I do know her. She is my family. Okay. While I play, I want you to think of her, everything you know of the curse. And I want you to think of what she means to you. Think of when she was well. Think of your happiest moment of her. Okay, cool. So I'm going to light some candles, sit back in the corner of the room with my guitar and just start to play 
Because I kind of imagine it as as I kind of fade out, I see the notes coming off people. Yeah. And I want to try and look at hers and see where the notes are wrong compared to what he remembers of her. And then the healing magic of Percy, I want to see those notes. So you're kind of conducting everything. You're like the conductor for the universal music. Yeah, I can see the rhythm, Percy's rhythm and his rhythm kind of overlap. Yeah. They're sort of playing slightly out of time. And all I need to do is, as my hands show, is just kind of go shunk. Yep. So you just mesh them together. So it's like two palms lining up. It's almost like a harpist is playing, uh, but she's missing out notes. And the notes that she's missing out, Percy is playing with his magic. I see, yeah. Instead of going ding, 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 she's going ding, ding, ding. I'm putting in that extra ding. Yeah, so you're kind of sculpting it. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you roll Aiden Interfere, Gwen? This is the most annoying part that it all comes down to a goddamn dice roll. Um. Come on, dice. Please. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, Percy's interfered. Okay. That's okay. This isn't a quick process. This could take all night. Okay, Tristan, give me that arcane art. Oh, it doesn't take all night, motherfuckers. <laughs> I just strum one chord and she wakes up. <laughs> Where am I, papa? I had a dream. And you, and you, and you were in you it. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Percy. You've made this potentially fail. You're welcome. <laughs> So, Tristan, you feel the harmony in her and you can feel the difference and the wrongness of the curse which you've experienced before. They're all in there. And Percy's healing magic, you can feel the power of his healing and the power of Akoni, and that seems to make things a little smoother. You can feel the healing space. And from Hung Hu, you take the memories and the form that he remembers of her and the love of a father for his daughter. And you combine that and that strengthens the melody and strengthens the tune and your harmony builds up and it resonates with every part of the room. You can feel the walls shaking and the floor vibrating. And for a moment, it feels like everything is just buzzing. And then it turns into a single crystal pure note. And then that note grows loud and then quiet. And you can feel that in her body, the curse is gone. And she turns over and she's asleep. Oh, yes! <laughs> Hung Hu says, what? Did, is it work? I'm going to pretend to be a bit doctor. I'm going to lay a hand on her throat. <laughs> That's the wrong kind of doctor. And then, as in testing her pulse. Uh, yeah. Not on her throat. I'm testing her pulse. And then I'm going to whisper into her ear something that nobody else hears. I'm going to... <laughs> like, and then I'm going to sink back into the chair, exhausted, and we're like, she's going to be okay. She's going to live. Hong Hu has tears pouring down his face, and he says, this is, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Meanwhile, out front, Bambri and Enigma, what are you doing? Uh, Bambri's going to rush after Junchao. Yep. Uh, he's ignoring everyone else. Like, Tristan said something to him about coming with him. He's ignored that. Yeah, thanks for he's that. He's ignored everything. Okay. And so they're being marched out by a group of guards. So Bambri's going to get in the way a little bit. Okay. Is this guy a halfling or is he a human or...? He's a halfling. Yeah. Okay, so he's about Bambri's height. So Bambri's going to pluck a hair from his head and get right in his face. And the, guard, the guards are kind of like, uh, uh, what are you doing? Excuse us. Bambi's going to ignore them. His eyes are going to turn black and there's going to be a cold chill around him. You tried a coup. Your plan did fail. 
but now you stand here sad and frail. But listen, chump, it's far from ended. To fuck with us isn't recommended. Your big mistake, your push too far, was to shoot a chi, my sweet grandma. So now I curse you, a pain ongoing. With this here hair, magic I'm sowing. Inside you burns a natural fire. I rev it up into a pyre. Each drink you take, each morsel devoured, will burn you up, your inside soured. Your choice now is, avoid all subsistence. Or burn up inside, don't go the distance. And Banbury's going to curse him. Wow. Brutal. Okay, give me that curse roll. Seven. So, it works, but probably not as well as Bambi had hoped. Well, it's a funny thing. He looks at you in horror, and he says, What What are you doing? Why? And then he, like, starts shaking, and then he bursts into flame. Whoa. And then he blazes like a magnesium flare, and then burns down to ash. You may have overpowered that. Fucking hell. And Bambi's gonna be a bit perturbed by that and then try and uh, style it out, walk backwards and then uh, go invisible. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're just like pulling the robe over your head uh, or, or are you casting invisibility? He will back up and cast invisibility. I think it's a little easier. Than... Okay. So what was the spell downside on that? I will forget how to curse until I've studied my academic books again. Okay. So give me a roll for invisibility. Because the guards are definitely interested. Okay, so Banbury is now invisible. And running the hell away. <laughs> Percy. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the senses that you have as the Paladin of Justice, you sense that an opportunity for justice has been lost. So I feel like we can kind of call this scene over here. Okay, I just say I was patting the floor and trying to get some invisibility silk <laughs> to see if I could find it. I feel like I'd feel it at some point and I could stash it away and no one would know he's done next it. Not even you. <laughs> Currently, I've just got some nunchucks. I want nunchucks and invisibility silk. I like the idea that you think you've stolen some invisibility silk, <laughs> but you haven't. <laughs> you've just stuffed nothing into your bag. Damn it, I'm going to sell it later. Yeah, you've just stolen some transparent plastic. They had some cellophane. <laughs> it's completely invisible. It was what was covering the vulnerable. <laughs> so I think we can zoom out here. One of the things that follows up is that Having allowed the dice stone to be stolen, Hong Hu has to step down. And the only person he sees fit to replace him as leader of the house is Chi Yu, his old friend. Okay. So that's one piece of news. Another thing that happens is that you are all invited to the Wagon Manor. I assume sometime later. So are there any bits you want to do immediately in the aftermath of this? Do you go back to HQ? I guess Percy can ping you back there. Ow. Can he? I can, but... He's got a weird spell. I'm not going to use that at this point. Not for that. We can just, okay. we can just walk there. Tristan should probably chat to the horse lady. Yes, I'm going to find her. Tristan has met the lady from the band, Guntulga. And she had agreed to introduce him to the representatives of the riding people. Can we confirm? Yeah, that's a 12. When you next pan to Tristan, he's making out with her. We're behind oh, the stage. God damn it. <laughs> we're making out. Nobody does. You know, we're just full on. And then we're going back to, I'm assuming her place, because my place is like three other dudes. <laughs> Can we roll to see how she dies? No. 
you know, we start chatting about the horses and she's like, yep, okay, I'll, I'll introduce you, blah, blah. One thing leads to another. We have some drinks and we both know that we need to relax and do something life-affirming after that crazy chaos and we just rot it out. <laughs> Tristan and his halfling bell yeah. are getting it on like crazy. Oh, good, good. I'm glad I got a bit of rotting in. <laughs> I guess that's how it worked out. Yeah. Gantulga's pretty good, I reckon. Uh, but also... I roll a 12, it is really good. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's kind of into Tristan, so I don't think this is nonsensical. Yeah, thank you. So I guess Tristan doesn't come back for a while. Yeah! At least five minutes. How dare you, I roll a 12. On a bad roll, I would have accepted it was a bad night. <laughs> Super awkward. But this is uh, two mornings later, Tristan walks in. <laughs> Very worse for wear, like shaky legs. And, and he's like, I've got us some horses. And then I just fall asleep. Excellent, excellent. Well, there's a stallion somewhere around here. <laughs> well, what you have got, Tristan, is an introduction to the uh, riding people, so... All right. I'll sleep with them and get some horses. Yeah, in that time, I want to speak to Bambui, probably. Yeah, I thought you might. Mm, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be good. I'm going to get popcorn. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so, Bambui will have gone and picked up whilst invisible Jabru. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. As the fundamental, you know, vengeance first. Second, pick up his half-brick. Third, turn back into an old man who hasn't just exploded uh, a leader of a house. And then he'll just wander casually over. Uh, well, hello there! I think Percy's going to see through that. I, I know, you can see through it. I'm fine with that. It's this lot. <laughs> so, um, Bambri, can we have a, a, a quick talk? I mean, what exactly went on there? Well, I killed him. I went and got my brick. And then I came over to you. And I picked up the... Turns out there was some more cheese crackers. They were just this side of the bandstand. So that whole yelling at that lady, you went way too far there, it turns out. (laughs) So I'm going to forgive you for, you know, let's all hold our hands up and say, everyone just just got out of hand. (laughs) Things happened. Do you want a cheesy biscuit? Bambi, you're really in no position to be forgiving anybody. You just killed somebody. Yeah. You killed somebody that had been detained by a civilization that we just resolved something with. We just made some inroads. That was for them to deal with. That was not for you to go above their heads. They're not going to thank us for that. It's not something that I'm particularly impressed with either. He attacked us. He attacked Grandmother Chi. I've seen you kill loads of people that have attacked us. He did attack Grandmother Chi, and then he was neutralized, and he was in the custody of the, the Silk Houses. Okay. Look, that's not what we're here for. I don't get it. I've seen you a million times kill loads of people that have attacked us. Have you ever seen me kill somebody that's in somebody else's custody whilst they had a handle on the situation? I've never seen anyone in someone's custody. What I don't do is is vengeance when justice is being served. That's not what we're here for. That's not what we're about. We, we've got to have some standards, and, and I think this is one of them. Well, I can't unkill him now, but okay. <laughs> That's true. You, you can't unkill him, but but please just hold that in your mind, okay? That, that's that's not what we're about going forward. Look, sometimes I get angry and it's difficult to control, and I just get this rage inside me, like uh, we're not a bit too fine a point in it, like a fire, you know. Sometimes, like a backdraft, just comes out, and I wanna wanna hurt things. Mm. So he hurt someone I cared about, and I hurt him. I'm just a little bit more proficient than he is. 
<laughs> it's gotta be really hard talking to me and telling me off while I got this kooky old man voice. It, I mean, it's not ideal. I, I'll admit that. <laughs> what if I whistle a little? Hmm? Go on, try that. Ooh, I, I, turns out I can't whistle. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, we've learned a terrible thing tonight. I can't whistle. I might have killed a guy that you don't think I should have killed. Look, sometimes we're going to have different moral ideals. That come from the woods. Like if someone tries to hurt you, you're justified in killing them. In the woods, that's how nature works. Something attacks you, you attack it back. If it dies, it dies. Shouldn't attack you in the first place. Now, you're from the city and you've got these different morals. You know, the morals that your church give you and your goddess give you. And Look, I respect you, Percy, more than I respect anyone, but they ain't my morals. Yeah, you're quite right. So I am from the church. I am from the city. I, I do have these morals. I do have this code that I follow. Um, and it is something that is incredibly important to me. Now, we've got bigger things going on, so I think we'll, we'll draw a line under it. But uh, I'm not impressed with this. Um, and I think we need to resolve it in some way. I'm just not sure how right now. Okay. Um, there is another thing that I want to talk to you about as well, though, which I don't think we've sort of stopped and reflected on. But when we were fighting the creature that referred to itself as death... I think we should call him Simon, because I think it's pompous. I get quite confused about where we're up to with some of the uh, more fantastical creatures that we've encountered. Okay. Tell me more about Ambithorax, because he's somebody that seems to have interfered with you and invaded your dreams and things like that in the past, isn't he? And goes by various different names. Yeah, but that's... I don't think it's connected. I don't think these are fake. There are some things I wanted to chat to you about that. Now, he said I follow him. And Ullumbriar's female, so we've said before that we thought Ullumbriar was the power, and then we maybe suggested that Hector is the power? Mm. And that maybe he's manipulating the Ice Twins? We don't really know enough about them. Possibly. I don't think they're connected to the Fae. Yeah, well, I, I was wondering, perhaps it could be something to do with the Fae, just simply because there seemed to be a question over whether it could be something to do with Ullumbriar. Ullumbriar was attacked by the Fae and is repressed. Now, Ullumbriar seems to be some... Big magical demigod resource that's that's trapped in this great big glacier, and it's it, it had a few crazy people, according to the bits we read up on it, that were were listening to it, and then it's become more and more and more strong. And I think that's because of the ice twins. How was Alumbria trapped in the ice? Because she was trying to become a goddess. Yes. And she went out to fight the the Fae and to inspire her people. And she summoned some of her essence into a sword. And that sword was stolen from her. <laughs> and when that sword was stolen from her, the Fae trapped her and all of her followers in a giant glacier. And she's been trapped there for forever. Bambri, I think you established this in the past, that she was trapped by fire. She created the glacier to protect herself. Uh, I see. Yeah, sorry, that's uh, that's me not having read the plot doc in like six months. <laughs> but yeah, so what the GM said is actually what happened there, Percy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so they've trapped her in fire and she needs that sword to get it back. So okay. we kind of need to find this deaf guy because he can't scry on us anymore, but he knows we're here. He might be watching us now. He might have resources. It's good. We need to go and speak to those horse people and we need to try and get to Malahim, but the war is still pressing on us. They've still got people after us. Yes, quite, quite. And okay, I, I, I'm cooler now. I accept what you say. If someone's in custody, I won't kill him from now on. And if I'm honest, Percy, I didn't mean to kill him. I tried to curse him. I wanted it so that, you know, he felt bad every day 
you, you've done spells before. They've gone wrong. I, hmm. I can't control this perfectly. I'm not, I'm not my mom. Okay. We'll chalk this one down to experience, but yeah. Specifically, you get to mark experience for it, seeing as you were the one who rolled the six. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next day, after Tristan has returned, if Tristan has returned... On a 12, this is the day after next. So, in the morning, you're summoned by Hazel Wen, the leader of the Black House, invited to their manor, which is more austere than the Red Manor. And his chamberlain leads you in and um, she opens the door to his office and it's quite dark. There are like silk hangings. There's a lot of black in there. It's kind of goth. Nice. It's a lot of dark, really. But there's also, it's well lit. And Hazel Wynn's in there, also dressed in these black robes and says, Welcome, Hawks. Do take a seat. Like most of the rolling people, they have little cushions on the floor to sit on. And he sat cross-legged beside a small, low desk. And he says, Please do, sit down. Would you like tea? And he offers you tea from a little pot like uh, Grandmother Chi has. Sure. And he says, I will cut straight to it, as we say, when we're cutting silk. (laughs) You need cultural context sometimes to understand these things. You have done a great service for all of us. Do we get medals? I want to know how we can repay you. I'll handle this. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about the magical silk outfits. All I ask, and I'm going to look at Enigma because this pains me because I'd like to only ask for one, is that I can have two of them. That's it. <laughs> Why are you not asking for transport? To mullet him, you prick! No. Nope. Oh, you fucking... <laughs> nope. That's all I want. My friends may want more. (laughs) No. He says, my tailors can make it custom fitted to match whatever your requirements are. Of course. I'm going to give Enigma a high... Hold my hand for an Enigma high five. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, we've done it. We can die happily. Well, you're going to in about six months. Oh, crap. Also, we want to get to Malheim. (laughs) (laughs) He says, well, in addition... You could perhaps take this. And he hands you a box. I take it. You take it? Okay. Yes. Inside it, it is packed with coin. <laughs> cool. Nice. I'll pocket that. There is a lot of money in there. You're going to need big pockets. It would have been an amazing setup, Ben, if you'd just given us the red die stone again and we're like, ha gotcha! <laughs> <laughs> Classic prank. I was hoping for the blue dive stone. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he says, this is enough coin to ease your travels for a time I feel I just want to check with Percy mm, take it give it back it seems fair I'm going to look at across and give a are we heroes that don't need rewarding for our good deeds or do we desperately need money to get where we're going we don't have to go to Malahim it's fine no we, we need to get somewhere within six months you know and we don't have any money so I will take your money my leash <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I should hope so. Shen Shao claimed to have paid you this, so it seems only fair that you should receive that payment. And, ironically, it comes from the Crimson House's funds anyway. So, <laughs> unlucky for them. Crimson chumps. <laughs> you better not be planning another coup here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be red-faced. He says, no. Is there anything else 
that we can do to aid you in your way? Helicopter. We need to get, and then I'm going to glance at the rest of the Hawks, to the Ogre Citadel. Ooh, what? bombshell just dropped right there for two of the Hawks. <laughs> what? Ooh, ba-boom! I'm going to hold out an imaginary mic and look at Percy and Enigma while I drop it. What? <laughs> Why do we need to get to the Ogre Citadel? <gasps> shh, Percy, shh. <laughs> Grown-ups are talking and I'm going to stroke his face. <laughs> yeah, it's back! The face stroking is back! <laughs> that was never a thing. Don't make it a thing. It was definitely a thing. I was told specifically not to do it. And then in the very next episode, <laughs> Percy strokes my face. And in this episode, he also strokes a lady's face. It's back. <laughs> it's back with a vengeance. The face stroking has happened. They call me the face stroker. <laughs> <laughs> he says we do not travel so far no um neither do we tristan uh, shh, uh, bear with me he says for the obvious reasons and the less obvious i appreciate that however there are debts owed to our people that could be repaid what are the less obvious reasons for those of us that don't know the less obvious ones um again hawks have faith i'll tell you momentarily it's very hilly, which is quite impractical for our wagons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. I probably would have put that in the more obvious category. Not if you hadn't been there. <laughs> the obvious one is the ogres, and the fact it's their citadel. I suppose. But that's it, right? It's hilly, and there's ogres, and that's it. There's no other issues. None. So those are the main reasons. Okay. Now we're good. We have thousands of leagues of plane. We don't really need to go there, so we don't. I will admit I'm in talks with the horse people with regards to this. <laughs> ah, the, the horse people, we would be happy to ask them to convey you as a favour to us. Hmm, that might help, but I mean, I'm kind of on it already, but you know. Well, why, why don't we ask them to convey us to Malahim instead of some place we don't want to go to? It's full of orcs. <laughs> oh my god, fine. I'm going to look at this guy be like, one minute. So I'm going to turn to the hawks. Uh, I forgot to mention, honestly, I wasn't trying to pull like a Percy or a Bambri or an Enigma. I literally just got distracted by trying to save the people. Turns out that Malahim is the Ogre Kingdom. You know how your unerring sense of Malahim... Okay, yeah, no, that, that makes sense, yeah. So... So you need to do a gig to smokers. We've had it confirmed. So basically, we're going to go to Malaheim, and I'm pretty certain that this curse um, is going to be lifted by our magic. Okay. I don't know whether we want to tell them this, and that will further expedite their assistance to... Actually... I mean, we might not want to set that up in case we fail. <laughs> also, just, just as an extra thing from Saffron's note, uh, all of these old stone empires, they were actually made by the stone lineage. Mm-hmm. We know that, don't we? I thought so. Yeah. Did we? Yes. Oh, well, look at me. <laughs> I didn't know something that you all knew. Whoop-de-woo. <laughs> Percy. Yeah. I mean, you've seen that I can cure this now. Uh -huh. You know I can cure the curse. Yeah. Should we tell them about my quest? What have we got to lose? Well, we're still getting tracked by death. <laughs> cool. What do we have to gain? They might actually give us everything at their disposal to get us to Malaheim. They don't like you that much. Yeah, but they do if I'm going to completely remove the curse from their land. I mean, he does have a fair point there. I mean, we are being tracked by death. Fine. But if all of them are helping... He says, ah, 
The hunter of the south. I was whispering. Stop eavesdropping. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I have very good ears. Comes with the territory. Oh, you you do have good ears. I'll give you that. Yeah, got quite big ears though, aren't they? They're very lovely ears. They're out of proportion to your head. Man who might do us a favour. You have lovely ears. <laughs> and they got hairs growing out of them. Bambri, that's the style. But they're big though, right, everyone? Big in a good way. They're, they're too big for his head. Well, and you can't tell because he wears this veil. <laughs> but the veil sticks out at the ear sides. It does stick out at the ears a bit, yes. I suppose, Tristan, as far as these people are, are concerned, it probably doesn't matter a jot to them where we're heading. I mean, if, if you want to tell them that we need to get to Malahim within the next six months and that we think that's the only kingdom, I, d- I don't see what harm it can do. Okay. Hey, buddy. I'm going to turn to that buddy. He says, I, I heard that whole bit. I, I don't think that it'd be particularly beneficial either. It probably just sounds like a yeah. like some kind of strange fairy tale, doesn't it? You say that, but um, my friend, what's your name again? I've forgotten. Hazer Wen. Percy. Hazer. <laughs> <laughs> so you can call him Master Hazer or Wen or... Master Wen, I believe I can cure the land of this dreadful curse. Now, if you would like to have proof of my ability, I suggest you speak to Master Hu. It was a shame he wasn't a doctor, though. He says, Hong Hu has spoken of your remarkable ability. So you know that it may be in your best interests to assist us getting to Malahim, uh, the Ogre Citadel, as quickly as we can. In your opinion, what is the very fastest way to get there? I've learnt that we can't use these magical teleporting horses, which would have been sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to turn to Percy and Bambri. They have magical tech. Oh, not Bambri. He knows. Uh, Percy and Enigma. I don't know. You haven't told me any of this. I was in Volavans. Well, okay. I'm going to turn to everyone. They've got crazy cool teleporting horses. Okay. Anyway, that's a story for another day. <laughs> Can we get a teleporting horse? Yeah, no, it's about bonding and we would just disappear into the realms of the fabric of the universe, unfortunately. Ah, huh. uh, that's not that bad. Probably meet that other dude. Believe me, over the last two or three nights of love making and discussing the finer principles of their culture, sexy. I've learned that it's not an option. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have anything faster than these sky whales? And do you control the sky whales? Sky dolphins. Sky pilot fish. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> he says the the younger sky whales are faster, but they do their own thing. They're very playful. Mm. So am I. <laughs> we have never successfully used them for anything other than causing some of the wind seeds who are more ambitious to fall off playful sky whales. <laughs> You've only ever used them for rodeo purposes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've only shown themselves useful for rodeo purposes. <laughs> sky whale rodeo! <laughs> haven't tried to break them, haven't tried to tame them or torture them. You've just gone... This will be a laugh. <laughs> Whack one of them on that thing. You'll have a giggle. I, mean, I do respect that. Yeah. He says, The whales that draw the city are tamed over long years. The young ones are too flighty and ridiculous. They're frankly annoying. Mm. You say that. So is there anything better than horses? Just standard horses? He says, Not that I know of. Okay. The riding people's herds are the quickest way across the plains, especially through the hills and the mountains. And do you know if the riding people have ever been to the Ogre Citadel, or has anyone ever been to the Ogre Citadel? He says, I believe they keep an eye on it, the running people also, to a degree. 
They have warnings there. Ben, the running people are just orcs, aren't they? Yes, the orc horde. Have there been any orcs in this city? Uh, yes, the drummer in the band that Tristan was playing with is an orc. Okay, and did we learn anything when we were travelling on the the wagon about the running people? Do they literally just run around and that's how they stop being cursed? They avoid the curse by running, yes. Right. And actually, what you've learned is that they are almost the best fitted to the travelling world. There are no stories of a time when they lived in cities. It seems that they were always the running people. I'm going to just say my cardio isn't quite there, so I'm going to assume that we need to go with the horse people. <laughs> Is that right? Uh, Enigma, Percy, Justin, who's gone for a wee? The hawk people. Yeah, we're the hawk people, but we'll need horses. <laughs> uh, I thought we were going to fly on an eagle. I, I think horses sound like the best option. So yeah, if you can help set it up with, uh, and Tristan's obviously got his contacts and you've paid us the money and you've given these guys some dressing gowns, I think we're good to go, right? He says, very well. If you think of anything else you need, send a messenger my way or pass me one of the undyed and I will, of course, endeavour to assist you. Cadbury's cream egg? Very, very quickly, you mentioned the hunter from the south or the west or the... The hunter from the south, yes. The one from the ice, yes. Okay, so death. You you know he's been in your city a while? We knew he had arrived a while ago. We have a... We have certain threads that we pay attention to. They work a little like the warnings of the running people. They tell us when particularly dangerous creatures encroach on our lands. When we met him, he magically just kind of teleported into the floor. Basically, we got unfinished business with him and it would be quite nice to to deal with that before leaving. He says, it would be nice for us if you conducted any such business outside our city. The further away, the better. It seems fair. I'm going to look at Percy and be like, oh yeah, no killing people because of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. He says, we can endeavour to find a way to delay him when you leave, if that would be of assistance. Hmm. I mean, it'd be more assistance to kick him out and then we'll just murder him on your doorstep? <laughs> he says, I admire your ambition. Oh no, it's, it's not ambition. We're totally going to do it. It's It's factual. When you say he's the Hunter of the South, then how long have you known of him? Has he always been around? The Hunter of the South is an old position, a post of the Slidelar, the sliding people who live on the edge of the ice. Okay. But they have a great and ancient pack of hunting hounds that is led by a hunter, and he is the hunter now. Oh shit, yeah, dog, talk to me! I mean, it sort of sounds like Ambithorax, guys. Yeah, that... Yeah. Percy, I'm beginning to think you might be right. I think you're wrong, but... He says, please do not say that name here. Hang on, you've heard of that name. There's very few things from west of the mountain that seems to have made its way over here, but that name you have. Well, we call a different name. We prefer to call him the Bad Hunter. Of course, yes. But he is not the Hunter of the South. But you know that the Bad Hunter and Ambithorax is one and the same. Isn't that the one that turns up in the story? Enigma, it's rumpled dickskin to you and me. <laughs> rumpled dickskin. The Hunter of the South is an ancient post. He is not, I believe, anything to do with Ambithorax, except in the way that every hunter takes something of the aspect of the Bad Hunter. Okay. Is Ambi... Uh-huh... The bad hunter from the story we heard about the guy that burnt down the bushes and trapped the... Just said. That's what it sounds like. That would be the name he takes in stories, yes. Interesting. But 
the Southern Hunter, the one who names himself Death, he is something else. There is a power in him. I think that he contains with him a powerful entity of the ice. He is not purely human. Did you know that there's a big old war happening in the West? We've heard rumours, and it starts to become a concern for us, because the Slidlar are not making trade with us as they did. They seldom visit now. We have few words from them. And we fear that they may become involved. That if the ice in the West is on the move, that perhaps they will ally themselves with it. So is Death here by himself, or is he part of a consulate or something? He's not here that I know of in some official role, though he had certainly had dealings with Sun Chao. Yeah, we know about that. But yeah, he's uh, he's by himself other than that, as far as you're aware. You say you've got threads, keeping an eye on powerful entities? He says, yes, our threads warn us when powerful creatures enter our realms or come close to our villages. I mean, he's got a lot of dogs, some of which can talk. Did he get a license for that or are they here <laughs> illegally? Can you get them impounded? This is a way in which we may be able to impede his departure. You're going to impound his dogs. <laughs> well, there we go. Works for us. <laughs> bureaucracy. That's how we get death. He says, we can create a lot of bureaucracy. Yes. Yeah. You can hound him. <laughs> I hadn't said anything for a while. <laughs> Give him pause for thought. Right? Okay. He rises. He says, I'm sure you have many other important considerations to prepare. Thank you again for us. You're welcome. If there's anything you need, then just ask. And... Oh, actually... Yes. I'd like one thing. If I could get an official, uh, it's okay from the Cyan house about, uh, not me, because I'm an old man, but that little boy for blowing up their old leader, (laughs) uh, if they could officially, uh, legally, Percy, yeah, Mm -hmm. say that they accept that and that, you know, fair's fair then that would be quite useful for Memorial. I think it was Crimson, actually. Crimson, whatever. The little shitbag blew up. (laughs) He says, I will see what I can do. I do not have great sway there, but of course, his replacement will be grateful that the vacancy was created, no doubt. Maybe if you say, if they don't say it, the little shitbag will come back and blow more of the fuckers up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? And... He really will. <laughs> Maybe he really won't. That's true. I suspect they take it as red. <laughs> and he says, and thank you, Hawks, again. And he uh, leads you over to the door. And just before you leave, he does something which you have never heard of anyone else doing. Kisses me on the lips. <laughs> no, because he's, he's still wearing this veil. But he says, I feel that we chose wisely. And he just draws down the veil slightly and winks a single goblin eye at you and taps his nose and shows you out. Well, well, well. So, I feel like the other scene that we have is maybe you talking to the Dun Horse clan. Yes. Or their representatives. No! Yes. <laughs> so... I want to lay with me some... We don't need Wait, that what? scene. <laughs> so, Gantulga introduces you to the Sudaltai and you actually find yourselves back in the same bar that Enigma went to a while ago when she was meeting with the engineers and she actually saw these people then they were sat in the bar and they're apparently in the bar again they love the bar they apparently spend a lot of time there and so 
Gantulga introduces you to Kuhn and Kier, who are the senior members of the Dunhorse clan. They're effectively, they're almost like ambassadors or visiting dignitaries. Or like shadow secretaries to government positions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sh- shadow secretaries, that kind of thing. So, uh... Classic Kier. And so Kuhn has like wild black hair and a short beard. He's quite young. He's got quite a dark-skinned face. And he's got kind of laughter lines around his eyes. When you come in, you hear him laughing. He's playing a gambling game with several other people at his table. Gambling, you say? Yes, he's wearing this blue felt robe decorated with silk around the borders. And on his belt, this tulwar rests. Beside him, more quietly, sits his sister, who's a little taller, and she just seems more serious. She has her hair in fine braids, and she's dressed in a green felt robe, decorated subtly with true silk around the borders. And they're both sat around this table. He is, like, enthusiastically gambling and also drinking some strong drink. And there are several other people at the table with him as you walk in. So what do you do? As soon as he cracks a joke and they're all laughing, I'm going to walk over. (laughs) 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 Oh, my sides. Room for one more. He looks up at you with sharp brown eyes and you get the feeling that he's assessing you quite acutely. I'll strike a pose. And he grins broadly. And he says, of course. And he calls over to the bar. He says, four more drinks, four more drinks. I'm going to sit on a stool, but in that way that Riker does. <laughs> so, like, I was going to classic Riker sit. Classic Riker sit. I was going to reference that earlier, but Ben <laughs> said, you're sitting on cushions. And I was like, oh. I'm going to Riker sit on a cushion. Nice. I'm going to spin it round so the cushion's backwards. <laughs> I'm actually like a beanbag chair. <laughs> so like I'm spinning around a beanbag chair. So you're now sitting on the elevated, uncomfortable part. Yeah, yeah. well, no, with that in front of me. So it's a little bit also like I'm, I've got one of them fancy saddles that Ben will know the name of that nice. stick up yeah. in front of you. Yeah, like a Western saddle. Really. I thought it was, but I yeah. thought if I get it wrong, yeah. he's going to know. Always commit, always commit. I can't blag that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the one. Percy and Banbury joining everyone at the table. I'm just going to sit on a seat. He, he walked up and said room for one more mm. and presumably just ignored the rest of us. So, Well, no, because he's invited you all in. He's ordered four more drinks. for. So I'm sure he doesn't expect the three of, of us to just sit on the sidelines awkwardly sipping our drinks. I thought they were four for me. He says, no, for your friends as well. <laughs> You're a greedy one, aren't you? <laughs> yes. He sure yes, is. Look at that belly. I'm going <laughs> to cast a wink at old um, little halfling that I've spent the last <laughs> few nights with. You're going to uh, Gantalga. Yeah, Gantalga's come with you, I guess. We were sharing a lover's joke. Exactly, exactly. And he says, ah, Gantalga, is this the man you talk about? The one who sings the songs in the Western style. <laughs> sings the songs oh, in the geez, Western style. Country. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's what I am. Oh, I can't do the Western. So, I'm going to sit down. As I sit down, I'm going to place my coin purse full of a shit ton of money <laughs> on the table. Not to bet all of it, 
Yeah, not all the money we him. have to get to the next yeah. place. No, just, just to show him I have a fat wad of cash. And he's like, ah, oh, you wish to join in, do you? But of course. Very good. Red or black? Hmm. Mm. Black. Yes! Wait, I'm red in this system. <laughs> red. The black beard. Yeah, I should, I've got to go against black beard, sadly. Damn. So the order is red, black. Roll a d6. Pretty sure I can work out. <laughs> Ben's like, the complicated order is red or black. So roll a d6. I'm getting it. Hold on. <laughs> Boom! Oh, it's a one. Okay, so the second one is Ooh. black. Roll a d6. If red's... No, black wins. <laughs> you, what? I need to know some understanding of this game. So the first dice was red, the second dice was black. It was just to see how Tristan's luck fell out in the first round. Wait, so I run the first one. So you bet red. Yeah. The order was red, black. Red got one, black got three. Three is higher. We're playing for high. Okay, right. I don't understand. Let's play again. So this, this was just like a... Do you win or not? So on the first round, Tristan Tristan doesn't win. That's all right. And it costs him some coin. And Coon is like, very good. Honourable play. I was going to say, I reassure Percy, it's all part of my plan. <laughs> okay. You've got to lose the first round when you're sharking someone. <laughs> okay, you're not going to gamble not, all of the money not, we just made, though. You understand not that, right? all of it, Percy. Have faith. Again! (laughs) Double or nothing! (laughs) Roll! So this is this is red. Three! Roll! Ah, Tristan wins the second round. Wins back his money. I'm gonna high five Percy. (laughs) High five and then some. I'm gonna leave him hanging. (laughs) I've just won us double our money. Okay. So he's like Ah, you win this time. Well done, well done. What is your name, friend? The name's Tristan T. Wild. The T stands for gambling. <laughs> it's a, in our language, it does. Hey, I'm going to cheers him. Cha-ching! Who, who are your companions? This, I'm going to glance across at Percy and give him a am I going to give your real name? Question mark. Question. Questioning face. Yes. This is Percival Cleft, paladin of the Eastern Kingdoms. Western. This, to my <laughs> left, is the female Schwanita. <laughs> uh, I'm going to wink the at Enigma, female. given that I've not blown her cover. Schwanita. Uh-huh. Uh, I do like that it's preceded with female. <laughs> I mean, that was more like for that, your it- sake. That was more so you didn't think I was pointing at Banbury. I wasn't... That was an ICOC description. <laughs> it's not that I think you look Woman? similar enough to us that you needed... No, I was I was thinking it was the equivalent of when you get introduced as female comedian. <laughs> like, <laughs> little fuckers. Yes. And this is our female party member, our token woman, <laughs> Shwanita. Look, this one's a girl. We have, we have diversity. Look, we have girls. Kim <laughs> raises his glass to you and then drinks it and he's got like a bit of beer froth in his moustache. Is Banbury as an old man? Yeah, well, Banbury's incognito as long as we're in Land City, I assume. Right. Because he murdered someone. So, yeah, he's old man until we leave. I'm going to look around the room, find the old man and be like, there lies fucking shriveled balls. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's me! I might be old, but I sure am shriveled. Ah, you're well named then. Thanks! Welcome, shrivel balls. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, big nose. He taps his nose, he's like, seems the right size to me. Ha! And then he just sloshes back a bit more beer. Nice. So, friends, how may I help you? My friend, we need some assistance. I hear you are the representative of the fastest horse clan in the West. East. Yeah, I said East earlier, so I assumed I'd go <laughs> okay. opposite. That. I think we've established by this point that this podcast does not know the difference no, between East and West. <laughs> so. No, we are the East. We're East of the Mountains. You are East of the Mountains now. Yeah. yeah. What did I just say? West. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, we're still West. Are we not in the... I was going to say, thank you. They're still West of something. I mean, assuming we're on yeah. a globe. I mean, you yeah. know, it's all the same. We're central. I suppose they might be the fastest ones in the West. It's just we happen to be in the East. <laughs> it's like, yes, yeah, but the, the Red Horse clan are very fast, but they're in the East, so it's fine. And the West simultaneously, <laughs> that's how fast they are. Right. Either way, I'm going to get hushed into, like, conspiratorially tones. Yep. Um, we need to get to the Citadel of Ogres. His, his eyes widen and he looks absolutely horrified. He's like... I'm going to nod. Yeah. And then it's it's like, happening. Yes, of course. We go there quite often, actually. It's fine. Uh. <laughs> not not as dangerous as those had you believe, as long as you're quick with your sword and fast with your bow. Oh. And shrinky-dink with your winky. <laughs> <laughs> he says, shut up, shrivel ball. <laughs> <laughs> you shut up, big nose. <laughs> I give him a, I'm giving him a high five for that. <laughs> yeah, shut up, shrivel balls. <laughs> giving him milk. We need to get there. We need the very fastest steeds you have. Well, my sister and I are returning to the clan soon, and where they will be travelling now, it will be very close to where you wish to go. Sweet. We have the horses. If you have the power. He has a short conversation with his sister who kind of leans in and she's just been sat back quite quietly, but she's been watching you the whole time. Bet she has. And he talks with her a moment and then he says, we have steeds that you could ride. If you're willing to offer us a fair price for the travel with us, I believe we might be able to help you as long as you are ready to travel soon. The Black Manor can settle our bills. Yeah, actually, and they will continue. Uh, they said that um, that you would do it as a favour to them. Ah, old Hazelwen, hey? Ha, he's a canny one, that fella. I'll contact him. I'll send one of the Undyed and have this confirmed. If he vouches for you, then we are ready to ride yeah. as soon as you are ready to go. Nice. We ride at dawn. Yeah! At dawn. Very well. You know what that means. We have to get up real early. But go to bed now. <laughs> he waves to the person behind the bar and is like, we have time for some more drinks. Yeah. Huzzah! Another round of drinks arrive. So, is there anything else you want to raise with Kuhn or to talk with Kier, his sister at all? Uh, Banbury wants to do something before we leave the scene. Okay, cool. So, you are set to ride at dawn. What is Banbury hoping to do? Bambri wants to go and say goodbye to Grandmother Chi. Yes, that sounds cool. Grandmother Chi is in the Red Manor, which is it needs some tidying up. And she's 
engaged in that. So you arrive at the manor and she's actually directing people around the place and like getting people repairing chips in the walls and fixing up banners and things like that. Is it only Banbury coming or is anyone else with well, her? I'll let them know that I'm going, but yeah. depends if they want to come. Oh, we should go. Uh, we should probably go. Yeah, I'll, I'll say goodbye to Grandma, she? Yeah. Cool. You arrive and uh, she looks up and she gives you a big smile. She's like, Hawks, wonderful to see you. Do come over. And she leads you back out of the room. And the room that Tristan had as his backstage area is now set up really similar to her old wagon. It's got a little brazier on it and there's already a kettle on there. And she sits down in the cushion and she says, Tea? Yes, please. Ben? Yes. Is it just her in here with us? Yes. So Banbury will drop the old uh, sweet old man spell. She like looks and then she looks a little bit disappointed. I was going to say. And then she's like, oh, so it was you all along, was it, Banbury? Well, I suppose I shouldn't be surprised. I kind of have to sneak around because I killed that guy that hurt you. She nods and says, I do suppose you did, yes. Yeah, which... I don't think it changed the way his story ended significantly, Banbury. If you could, Grandma, mm-hmm. if you could maybe see if you could chat to them and see if I could get an official... I mean, I'm not going to be here and we're not going to come back, but I think it'd help Percy forgive me if they officially forgave me. And while I don't care about them, I kind of care about Percy forgiving me. So I don't suppose you could... See if you could use your power to... There will be a legal process, and I dare say, at the end of it, we will be able to find some kind of workaround. Grand. It will be quite complicated and take a long time, and many people will write many pages, no doubt, and be very pleased with themselves. But I would not be surprised if that was quite possible. It'd be quite nice to know that I could come back and visit you at some stage, but... If not, talking of paper, I don't have a huge amount of this because, like, Enigma's sister writes ridiculous amounts. She's so dull. But this is a bit of paper, and if you write on it, we'll be able to write back to you. Oh, you don't need that. Look, if you need to get in touch with me, take one of the undyed with you. She gives you, like, a little rolled-up silk handkerchief that you can see the two black eye spots on it. And she says... I have signed this, so it will find me. If you sign it too, on the back of where the eye is, then it will find you. And it will be able to travel between us. So this just flies places, does it? Yes, that's how they work. You must have seen them around the city. It's the ghost all service. Could you put a tiny bit of, like... But could you put a tiny bit of mirror in this and fly it from one side of the the great cat to the other? I don't think that would work at all, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that seems that seems like it'd be too heavy. There's not really a parcel system. So is there any way of getting something from the other side of the great cat to here? Like a small bit of mirror? The only thing I can think of is there are certain crafts involving the use of other stores where one could build two structures out of the same oak and they would believe they were beside each other, though, uh, though they were very far apart. So say two brothers, one of which was on a ship, wanted to constantly send resources to someone that was on land. The two brothers could just split a box like that. 
this is hypothetical. I can't see... It's, it's fine. It, do- it doesn't matter. I just... I haven't yeah, seen anyway. it done, but I think it might be possible. I mainly wanted to just come back and say thank you again for saving us and not leaving us to die in a desert. It was very nice of you. Well, I think it worked out well for all of us. You've made our people safer, and we are very grateful. I'm glad that we have helped you as well. It turns out Tristan might actually be able to help all your people, Tristan. Mm, I'm going to take Grandmother Chi's hand. <laughs> Grandmother Chi. Please don't. I'm I'm sorry. I know there was a spark, and I feel like I led you on somewhat, but my heart is promised to another. <laughs> this, and I'm going to grab my groin, is not for you. <laughs> and I'm going to step back morosely and sorrowfully, and I'm saying, please... I never meant to hurt you. <laughs> Tristan, oh. Tristan, I meant about the curing of the, the curse. None of that stuff with your crutch. Oh, God, yes. I think I might be able to cure the curse. <laughs> that is only slightly less of a relief than the bit before. Wait, you do want my crutch before I go? or you? No, don't... I'm relieved that you didn't want it. Just slightly more than I'm relieved that you can resolve the curse that has ruined our people's lives for the last ten generations. Wait, wait, okay, right, so... Can you stop using the word relieved when talking about his crotch? Right, so hold on, you... Right, let me just... Just so there's no confusion... It was a good game in the moment. Do you want me to relieve the curse or relieve... Yes, please do that. ...you... No. ...of... Right, okay, so you don't want a quick... Going no. away. Oh, I've, I've grossly misread this situation. Yes. I apologise profusely. Yes. I thought, aside from that, yeah. Um, I, I don't promise anything, but it, we're going to do our best, milady. And I hope you appreciate that all of my sexual innuendo was nothing but jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Banter, is it? Oh, classic. Not Bounce. that you're not an unattractive lady. <laughs> Why have you got to make every one of these conversations weird, Tristan? Um, Why? <laughs> she's, she's like, anyway, Percy, <laughs> Enigma. Yes. yes. It, wait, Grandmother Chi, um, joking aside, I would like to thank you for saving us. It it has been a genuine pleasure to meet you, and I appreciate everything you've done for us. Yes, thank you as well, Tristan. And you'll be remembered. You are a good wind seed. No, thanks. That means a lot coming from you, and... Pass my regards on to Wing. In fact, I want to see Wing before we go as well, actually. Yeah, sure. I'll give her a bow and step back and yeah, usher and Percy forward. Percy, my manservant, it is your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Percy, thank you. Uh, you're welcome, of course. I, I hope that uh, that your life here continues with prosperity and that uh, your, your house is, well, what remains of it, sees better times than you have in the last couple of weeks. I think this will be for the best. It will be a lot of work for me, but I've got my life ahead of me. I'm sure it'll be fine. Hmm. She gives you a, a big grin. She says, I've spent a lot of my life working for this house, and this is a chance to really make something great of it. Excellent. Oh, and also, if um, <laughs> if we happen to just turn up in your wagon um, unannounced, then I apologise in advance for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, and I'll, I'll give her a healing potion and say, if that happens and you need to chuck that down one of our throats, then, then feel free to do so. <laughs> Shotgun me. That wagon will be passing on to Chi Ling, to Young Wing. I will pass this on to him. Yes. It might okay. be quite a surprise for him. Okay. And she says, 
Enigma. Um, thank you very much. You have a beautiful culture. <laughs> I'm glad you have appreciated our authenticity. Very authentic, and certainly, yeah, that's something I'll try and pass on. Your traditions, your nobility, your your whole outlook on the world. Enigma starts walking into the main manor, and the camera like pans up above her. <laughs> and like, and starts showing the ceiling and her looking out the window. <laughs> Grandmother Chi says, have you been working on the silk mastery? Have you been keeping up with those exercises I showed you? I've been trying to. It's tricky. It is, but show me what you can do. (laughs) So what does Enigma get her silk doing? Oh. Uh, Wasn't it the original one was I was trying to get it to like stand up or something and make shapes? You got it making shapes. So you got it to where you can use it for a lock pick already. Yeah. So what's your like little showpiece that you do? I spin it round like really fast. So it's like a tornado. Yeah. And uh, it displaces the air around it and it ruffles people's hair. So you get this little ruffle of wind in the air. Yeah. So it's, it's basically forming like a little vortex. Yes. And she says, very good. Very good. And she shows you a knot in the silk. And she shows you how to tie it a couple of times. And she says, try this around the hilt of your dagger. I don't really have one right now. I'll try it on my nunchucks. Take these. And she passes you her paired daggers. Oh, thank you. I can get some more made. I think you're going to need these. Thank you very much. I'm going to tie the, the silk around it as she showed me. With a little tear in my eye, because I'm almost moved by this now. It's almost emotion. <laughs> and so the daggers, as soon as you do that, you find that you're able to direct the silk between the daggers. Ooh. Like you could the silk in your hand. But now you can do it without touching them. Wow. So the daggers can kind of move around independently. And the minute you try and send them a little far away, they just start to drop. But when they're close into you, you can use it to direct them. Cool. Right. Will I be able to get them further away as I practice, or is that as far as they go? Yes. The more you work, the more your mastery of the true silk will grow. I'll practice every day. You have a talent for it, Enigma. You have a talent. Right, I'm going to butt in here quickly and just say that, so Enigma of the Daddy Ghost Pig and the Magic Shoes (laughs) has got magic Magic knives. And the one fucking thing I could have had special, I also got for Enigma. Well, you did, but you also fucking leaveable. That little worm has actually got something already. <laughs> and I feel guilty, so I got her something too. And now she's flashing these wanky daggers. <laughs> actually, that's a good point. So when she's showing Enigma that, she says, uh, Hazer had these sent over and she passes Ooh. you, Tristan, and you, Enigma, two like paper wrapped bundles. Ooh. Oh, she got you chips. chips. <laughs> I am famished. We haven't eaten for so ages. Good. Oh, you did get vinegar on them, right? Oh, um, fancy pickled egg. So they contain amazing silk outfits. So what does what does yours look like, Enigma? I think it's probably... Oh, right. It looks black in yeah. some lights. But as the light catches it, it kind of goes golden. That you know when you get the like magpie feathers. Basically, Shiva trousers, but that they, yeah. that material is <laughs> two different colours and different lights. Yeah, like quality cool. street wrappers. No. What kind of shape is it? I imagined it to be like kind of uh, 
loose suit thing. Yeah, cool. That's what I'd kind of assumed. The kind of thing that you could really move about in if you're kicking someone's ass. Oh, oh and definitely. And dazzling them with the black gold sheen on your fancy ass nice. silk pants. Yeah, so you look fancy as heck. Yeah, yeah. And Tristan, what does your outfit look like? A thong. The minute minute you put it on, you realise you can't take it off. Yeah, whatever it looks like, it just always becomes a thong. (laughs) Mine is uh, like crushed red satin. Yeah, you don't crush satin. Well, in this this suit, you do, (laughs) and um, with red trim, with silver trim, and it's almost. Almost imperceptibly better than Enigma's, <laughs> but it's but actually it's not. It is just visibly better than Enigma's what? because I'm having something special. It the most importantly, it is absolutely bigger hugging in all the right places. <laughs> and monogrammed. Perfect. Yeah. It is so tight that it just accentuates everything. Every time I flex a muscle, the whole <laughs> suit ripples. <laughs> And like um, my wang actually, pulsates. <laughs> <laughs> and so what it does is like the light and shade shifts along mm. it. So when you shift, it actually looks like you've got super toned abs. Uh, even, wait, I, even wait, if wait, 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 wait. I have super toned abs. These just accentuate. Yes, but okay, let me put it this way. If I was wearing this, it would look like I had super toned abs. Oh, nice. It's like... <laughs> It kind of it, it it cuts you a bit of slack, and yeah. Grandmother Chi says this is the true dyed silk. It wow. will protect you, and it confers its own powers. And how those fit to what you do will vary somewhat because it learns what you need from it. Mm. Can you feel the music yeah. of the color? I will take a moment to concentrate. Yeah, I cannot. <laughs> you can't. No, I can. Uh, I assume yeah. I can. I'm going to take a moment to see what... So you feel that colour, and she says, could you find the music of a different colour? Okay, I'll have a little a little a subtle... I'm going to look around at the different colours and see what notes yeah. they are yeah, sending cool. off. What do you pick out? Like the blue of Magnus's T-shirt and like pluck on that colour. Okay, so your yeah. jacket turns blue. <gasps> yes! Whoa. Grandmother Chi says... It has been a pleasure to know you all, and I hope that the future serves you well. Thank you. Give her a deep bow. And she leads you out through her manor. Bambri's going to linger at the back, yeah. and then when everyone else has walked off a little bit, he's going to look a bit uncomfortable, uh, look at the floor, and then shuffle over and give Grandmother Chi a big hug. She hugs him right uh, back, uh... and she says, Good luck, Bambri. And... Enjoy those robes you stole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. She gives you a cheery wave and returns to telling someone that they're putting that banner in completely the wrong place. And so the hawks are ready to ride the next morning. Uh, does the next scene end with us riding off into the sunrise? I think you ride off into the dawn. Yeah. So there's a stable wagon near the back. It contains the horses belonging to Hoon and Kier, the two Sudaltai riders. And both of those are done horses, so they've got sandy pale hides with a black line down their backs and black manes. And they bring these horses out, and then behind the stables 
there's this long ramp that goes down and stops just above the plane. And the city's moving forward slowly. This is near the back of the city. And they ride down these ramps. And as they reach the plane, Kier gives this really loud whistle. And a moment later, from the distance, you see a herd of horses come cantering up really very quickly. And Kuhn calls you over. He says, come on, my friends. We have horses. It is a fine morning. It's time to ride. <laughs> and so you can hop off the back of these ramps and onto the still ground, which feels weird. You know that thing where you step off a boat? Yeah. Into the mm. sea. Yeah. You have that feeling where you've been on a slightly rocking wagons for so long and now you're on solid ground. It just feels unsteady. And they have a couple of these quite lightweight saddles with lots of sheepskins on them. They tie round. And these horses are all different colours. They're not all done. Some are skewbald or chestnut or bay. A couple of palominos. Obviously. And, uh, I feel like we're going to get a lot of detail in this next bit. God, we're in Ben's element now, folks. This is going to be a long narrative about the horses. <laughs> <laughs> and so bridle them up and they give you each a horse. Hold on. I just want to say to Wing. Oh, yeah. Wing, Wing comes to see you off. Basically, last night, the night before we left, I went to see Wing and I said, look, I don't know whether this will work for you, but here are some things I do to try and tap into the wind. Right, yeah. When you're flying, just try and work on these, concentrate on these, and perhaps you'll be able to get a slightly better control of the wind. And I'm going to show him the new outfit yeah. I'm wearing, which I put on. And again, unbeknownst to the listener, but obviously I'm confirming now, as I lift my arms, it shows that my, my outfit is in fact a windseed <laughs> suit. Well, those are like a hang glider. They're bigger than, it's not like a wingsuit. No, it's basically like, you know, when you base jump right, with a, yeah. a suit. That's how I imagine it because of the winds and like the little bit of magic. Glider. So that's what I asked. When Enigma wasn't there, <laughs> knowing that she'd get her flangy shit, and also that I completely forgot until now that that's what I wanted. <laughs> but we now discover. Yeah, it's got a fold of material that you can kind of unbutton and it becomes like a wind right. suit future use i think that is ridiculous but not necessarily impossible good, good. a lot of impossible things have happened acceptable yeah. when we fall off a cliff he'll do it slightly slower yeah okay yeah i mean it's only to encourage like slightly larger jumping i'm not going to be able to fly with it necessarily but i can not necessarily perhaps catch the wind slightly yeah. easier i'm not going to take to the breeze but i'm going to say to wing look you've shown me something i didn't even understand i'm going to catch him in one of those warriors firm handshakes and then a, <laughs> an even firmer bear hug. And I'm yeah. going to be like, thank you. I hope that the knowledge I've given you can give you a little bit more control over what you do. He says, I'm going to make damn sure it does, Tristan. I'm going to be the best wind seed you ever saw. Wing, you already are. And I'm going to give him <laughs> another hug. I'm going to miss you, friend. I'll miss you too, Tristan. But I think we'll see you again. He's going to have one whole sentimental episode. I hope so, my friend. I hope so. And then I'm going to backflip onto my horse, <laughs> catching the wind as I do, and doing a 180 turn mid-backflip. <laughs> so everyone's like, how the fuck is that possible? I'm like, I don't even know. It's very implausible. Luckily, you had some like wires so you could do it as wire work. Yeah. And so I think we close on the site of like the camera pans out and it's 
the hawks with Kun and Kier cantering off across this brush with the dust at their feet and the wind in their manes. And as the camera pans back, you see the long tail of Land City dragging slowly across the plain. And then as it pans wider, you see above a single wind seed gliding above the city and the hawks ride off into the morning sun into the east. understand. You've been wondering whether there was some way you could bring that crudely drawn sword spirit into more aspects of your life. Rest assured that there are. A simple search for CDS-podcast on Redbubble will yield up the most choice designs. One featuring a worm who is definitely not a traitor, and one promoting the finest sausages the Western Kingdoms have ever seen. Both ripe and ready to be printed on whatever garment you desire or even a mug if you're a person who drinks beverages. If you want to hear more of the music from the show, the Season 3 soundtrack, all written by me with occasional help from Stuart, is available from crudelyformedchords.bandcamp.com. You can pay as little or as much as you want for it. Imagine the wealth of joy that a little extra CDS could bring to your life. You deserve this. I'm going to show him my goblin eye. (laughs) (laughs) And it too will wink at him. It's winking at me. Though it has been well used of late. Uh, The classic cock goblin. Everyone's favourite goblin. Knob goblin. Erection! (laughs) (laughs) Boner left me. I touch my penis to the glass on the left and nothing happens. I touch it on the glass to the right. Again, no reaction. But when I touch it on the one. Except the waitress yells, you barred. And I'm like, yes, I am. Coin purse. That's your nuts. He's a canny one, that fella. Fella, whoever, whatever. Yes. <laughs> Ella. 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 <laughs> Take this. This iPhone. <laughs> I thought they'd use Twitter because they follow the threads. Oh, come on. Uh, Been holding and, that one and, back. And she I gives you like. <laughs> bubbling under the surface for a while, yep. I think. She gives you like. Just because you turned down your magic wang. Well, that's not true. You've got something. You've got a bottle of port and a bottle of sherry <laughs> both in your belly. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But what I also could that's have done. fallen is... out of your camera view altogether. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm leaning down. I'm so annoyed. I'm, I'm just hiding with a little flash of teeth. <laughs> Oh, why didn't I just um, get a suit for myself? 
Actually, I'm too, I'm too generous. I'm too charming. 